everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Sam Goins Show. Um, of course, I am your host, Sam Goins. Um, sorry I missed last week. Um, I actually, um, I came down, I don't really know if it was dehydration or if it was um, something else, but came down with some dehydration and then had allergies like right after it. So um, my voice was not well until about Tuesday of this week. Um, so I totally missed out on uh, this last week's uh, episode. But uh, honestly, I had some, I had a, a lot of time to think, uh, had some good time with family, um, and uh, I'm just ready to get back to it. So um, in having some time to think, um, and in being, you know, under the weather, um, naturally, I kind of just thought back to COVID. Um, and this episode, of course, is titled three, uh, Never Forget 311, um, and I know it's coming out on Memorial Day, but anyways... Uh, this episode is entitled Never Forget 311. So what was 311? I know a lot of you guys are probably asking that question um, coming into this podcast. You're like, well, 311, did you mean to type 911? No, I did not. Um, I actually meant to type 311 because 311 um, was uh, March 11th, 2020. Uh, that was the day that the World Health Organization recognized COVID-19 as a pandemic, forever changing the world as we know it. Um, you know, from that date, lockdowns began to be announced. Um, states closed non-essentials, uh, quote, non-essentials, um, such as churches, um, you know, small businesses, mom and pop markets, um, restaurants, etc., um, and, you know, you couldn't go to any of these places. Uh, you couldn't go to church uh, but you could go to the bar, you could go to, um, you can go to Walmart, you can go to Target, um, you can go buy, uh, you know, trans clothes for your kids, um, but you couldn't go to church. Um, and, uh, you know, I just think of, I lived in Kentucky at the time, uh, whenever uh, COVID uh, and all the lockdown garbage started happening. Um, and the governor there, Andy Bashir, man, that guy, very underrated in terms of the most horrible governors during the pandemic. Um, you know, you guys have heard the names Newsom, you've heard the names um, Cuomo, um, all these other names, uh, you know, Northam, uh, but you, you didn't really hear a whole lot about Bashir. Um, if you guys are in Kentucky, if any of you guys are in Kentucky, make sure you vote that sucker out. That guy's, a, whew, I got words for him. But anyways, Andy Bashir directed Kentucky State Police during COVID to take down churchgoers' license plate numbers. Um, you know, this guy, he, he proclaims to be a, um, a Christian. He proclaims to be a, um, a uh, deacon on his <laughs> church's deacon board, and he is. Um, but, of course, if you look deeper into that, he goes to a Disciples of Christ Christian church, which you know, in my humble opinion, is not a real Christian church. Uh, it's nothing more than a um, a place that has been taken over by progressive Christians. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so Andy Bashir took down license plate numbers of churchgoers during COVID. Um, colleges sent students home during COVID. Um, you know, I went to Liberty University. Uh, probably the most conservative university um, in the United States, maybe behind Hillsdale. Uh, we still take federal funding. So, um, but uh, Liberty 
was one of the few that actually allowed students to stay on campus just, you know, in case they didn't have anywhere else to go. Maybe they could have been international students. Um, but, you know, most colleges just send everybody home. Um, and, of course, Liberty's classes went online. Um, but every college just sent everybody home, you know, no, no questions asked, um, you know, because they were scared of a virus, um, you know, without having much research done into what the virus actually was. Um, and, of course, now we know the virus only killed, like, you know, a tenth, not not a tenth, um, one less than one percent of those that infected, um, if it killed a 10th, it would actually be worth being a little, um, you know, a little more careful about, but this was nothing. Um, but anyways, so, uh, colleges just sent everybody home. And then of course, when we back, went back to college, uh, we were faced with mask mandates, uh, even at college, um, uh, we were faced with mask mandates, um, uh, you know, social distancing, um, you know, all the COVID propaganda. Um, we were even planning to not even have our graduation ceremonies in 2021 uh, until, you know, we started some petitions and finally got the university to to back off of that. So, of course, you guys know masks mandatory, social distancing, all the propaganda. Um, you know, I've got stories out the wazoo of stuff that happened to me during COVID. I know that um, uh, I was in I did some grocery shopping during COVID, and I know this is kind of just getting to be some of the stories that I've got, but I've got some pretty funny stories from COVID. I really just want to highlight these stories because I don't want you to forget what they did to you during in 2020, because it, it feels like a lot of people have forgotten what has been done to them uh, in 2020. Um, mass propaganda um, and... Uh, basically, this, the display of the that the population is okay uh, with their freedoms being taken in the name of safety. Um, but I'll, I guess I'll highlight a couple stories. Um, ah, what story do I want to tell first? Oh, um, so I guess this isn't really a story, but this is something that was happening. Um, and of course, if you, you guys all know this, but I actually got yelled at for it. Um, so if you ever ate at like a restaurant, uh, during COVID, of course, you guys knew you had to wear a mask until you got to your table. Then you could sit down, and magically, you were safe from COVID. Um, I, when I was at Liberty, uh, I was in the cafeteria, and I literally, I I took my mask off. I, there were some friends sitting in a booth. I took my mask off just to talk to them, and I was standing up. And uh, one of the security guards came up to me and said, "Hey, you need to have a mask on. You're standing up." And I'm like. What, what do I need to get a wheelchair or something? What do I need to do? Like, is there like a COVID smoke layer or something like that that I need to stay below so that I can be safe from this virus that stands no chance of killing me? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I I literally just told him I was like, "Here's my mask. You can take it. I'm not I'm not gonna put it on ever again." And nor did I. I mean, like, I just started not wearing it. Mask non-compliance was the way to way out of it and. Uh, of course, we didn't find our way out of it um, until now, until they said it was okay for us to be out of it. Um, uh, oh, what's another story? Oh, do I want to tell? Ah, uh, no, I I'll skip my other stories. I really just want to get into the meat of this. Um, but anyways, the government and multinational corporations took away your freedoms just because of a virus, of course, that killed um, less than uh, 1% of those that infected. It was actually 0.01%. Uh, and that was mostly the elderly. 
Um, so, you know, those of working age, those who were going to college, uh, those who were in, you know, grade school were the ones that paid the price, um, you know, with their, with their livelihood. Um, and, you know, when in reality, those who were at risk could have just stayed inside and stayed away from the virus. Um, uh, but no, we all had to lose our freedom. Um, and, you know, and if you, if you went against it, you were, you were accused of killing grandma or trying to kill grandma or something like that. I, I sure as heck don't want to kill my grandma. I love my grandmas, but gee whiz. Um, but, uh, really it was the ultimate display of the population deciding the safety was more important than freedom. Uh, you know, we saw this on a mass scale. We saw this, uh, in politics. We saw this in the church, um, Really, the whole of the political spectrum from Donald Trump to Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders agreed with the implementation of COVID lockdowns. Now, of course, of course, uh, I think Trump was kind of fooled at the beginning, um, kind of bought into the lies of Dr. Fauci um, and Deborah Burks and uh, Bill Gates and the rest of them. Um, there was actually a story uh, where um, where Bill Gates was actually in a meeting with Trump and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was in the same room with the two of them. Um, and so he, he had some bad advice. He had some good advice and it seems like that bad advice was kind of won out at the beginning. Um, and of course, uh, with Trump, uh, won out, uh, with the vaccine, uh, which I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about on this platform. Um, but, uh, so yeah, you know, we saw the whole of the political spectrum kind of just given with when it came to lockdowns and mask mandates and social distancing and all of that garbage. Um, and you know, a lot of people became politically homeless, you know, you know, myself included. Um, I have, I've started to really base some of my decisions, uh, in terms of, uh, politics on, you know, where people stood in 2020, um, and where people stood on COVID. Cause I think that it's a big deal. And, you know, I'll talk about this later and how big of a deal it really is. Um, but I think it's a bigger deal than, um, than really anything um, you know, happening right now. And we don't even talk about what happened in 2020 anymore. That's why we can't forget about it. Um, but, you know, when it comes to the presidential race in 2024, you know, Trump was pro-vaccine. Um, and of course, he didn't want to force it on people, but he was pro-vaccine. He got it done. Um, Biden, of course, we all know is pro-vaccine. Um, I'll talk about that a little later. Um, and, and then, you know, DeSantis was pro-vaccine until a certain point. Um, he was really trying to get it in the arms of our of our elderly population, which, of course, it didn't hurt as bad. Um, the vaccine definitely has hurt young people more than older people. But, um, but yeah, you know, all of those people gave in to the, the, the lies during COVID. Um, and, you know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. did not. And that's why I kind of came out this week and um, and threw my support behind him because, uh, you know, his stance on COVID is spectacular. Um, and I definitely recommend you looking into um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, and, you know, voting for him, you know, because really in the end, I'm going to vote for the GOP candidate regardless of what happens. But why not just give the guy a vote in the primary? You know, why not just vote against Joe Biden again? Why not just do it? Um, you know, especially if you're in a state that has an open primary like I am in Tennessee, just go do it. You know, just do it for the heck of it. Why not? Um, but anyways, kind of getting off on a tangent. You know, we saw the church. We saw the church 
shut down, despite Hebrews 10.25 explicitly saying to not neglect meeting together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The day drawing near. The day of, of the coming of Christ. As you see the day drawing near, it is more important to not neglect meeting with one another. And we saw churches do it in mass. Um, you know, I'll talk about Andy Stanley here. Um, Andy Stanley is the son of Charles Stanley. Um, some of you guys might know his father. Um, may he rest in peace. He actually just passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, he was a great guy. Um, but his son, I got to tell you, <laughs> his son is one of the most woke pastors in the United States of America. Um, you know, he's a CNN contributor, for crying out loud. Um, and, you know, he's got LGBTQ people on his church staff. Um, yeah, he's he's ridiculous, guys. Uh, but, you know, Andy Stanley holds a lot of power. Um, he's the pastor of North, North Point Community Church. Um, it is the nation's second largest church by uh, a, um, attendance, with over 38,000 weekly attendees. Um, you know, he closed his church until 2021. Um, you know, he, he they were going to open up on August 9th. They were doing outdoor services. Um, then he just flat out closed it uh, until 2021 because he was just too scared to open his church and evangelize people, um, you know, and just um, obey the Great Commission. He, he didn't care about that. He just, you know, he just cared about not dying, I guess, even though the virus really didn't stand a chance of hurting him that bad. But anyways, or hurting really a majority of his church attendance. North Point's a mega church with mostly younger people attending. So, um, I mean, that's what he built it to be. He built it for, for baby Christians, as I would like to say. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with baby Christians going to his church, but it, it really is an issue. Um, you know, there is a discipleship issue at those churches. Um, but anyways, it's not what this podcast is about. I could really go into a, I could go off into the weeds on a ton of different things today. Um, but of course, you know, when the vaccine came out, uh, the prop, the propaganda became crazy, um, insane. Um, as you guys know, businesses were forcing their workers to get the vaccine or lose their job. Airlines, airlines already have their backs against a wall. They need thousands of pilots to fill a void that's been left by the government forcing pastor or not pastors pa forcing pilots to get cr a crazy amount of hours um, in order to be a pilot with a you know a, a part one twenty one or a you know a um, a big airline. Um, and it's really hurt you know how many pilots they can get to to fly for them. Um, and then they go out and they push their employees to get a vaccine that they don't want to get. And of course, you see the Southwest protest. You see all the other protests that happen um, from other uh, people, other um, you know, other companies, um, other airlines. Um, and of course, Biden wanted to force all businesses with over a hundred employees to force their private sector employees to get the death shot. Um, you know, that was nuts. I remember I was just. I was just a kid in college working at Chick-fil-A, and I thought they were going to get me. Um, I thought they were going to try and stick a needle in my arm. They even asked, um, you know, if I had had the vaccine. I was like, yeah, I've been vaccinated. I, regrettably, not with the COVID vaccine, but I've been vaccinated. Um, so, um, but yeah, you know, 
they were really going after people back then, and um, and you know, that was just COVID. They got they got stuff that'll kill thousands of people. Um, they got they got stuff in labs. They I think it was a COVID strain that they, they've gotten a lab up in Massachusetts that'll kill like ninety percent of those that infects. Uh, I mean, this was baby stuff, guys. This was baby stuff in twenty twenty. They've got stuff way worse in labs um, that they're ready to release. And honestly, you know, the year of the uh, pandemic is upon—it's upon us. Um, it's coming uh, in, you know, twenty twenty-four. Um, it's an election year, so be ready for a be ready for a doozy here in twenty twenty-four. Seriously, never forget three eleven. Um. Uh, and you know, even Christian leaders were buying into the propaganda. Um, I mean, tons of them, but even conservative ones like Franklin Graham um, were huge proponents of the death shot. And, you know, I know a lot of conservatives are going to hate me saying this, um, but anytime somebody mentions how great Franklin Graham is to me, uh, and you know, I love his organizations, um, you know, and they do a lot of good, um, you know, with the, sh- with the shoe boxes and what have you, but this is what he said regarding the vaccine. And I take everything this guy says with a grain of salt from now on. He said, I would hope that the pastors in the pulpit would tell people how they can be saved from God's judgment. I think for a pastor to tell someone not to take the vaccine is problematic. Okay, that doesn't really go with, um, you know, like repentance, which is what it seemed like he was alluding to. Um, so he basically said, he said, I think for a pastor to tell someone not to take the vaccine is problematic because what would happen if that person got coronavirus and died? And he also followed that up by saying, anytime there was a vaccine or something that could help protect you, my father was an advocate for and took it. And then he said, I think if there were vaccines available in the time of Christ, Jesus would have made reference to them and used them. So he just put words in the mouth of Jesus to justify getting a vaccine. Think about that. How about them apples? You guys didn't know that, did you? Yeah, there were there, there were pastors doing crazy stuff, uh, especially Franklin Graham. Gee whiz. Seriously, have we forgotten? Have we forgotten what they did to us? Uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 26.11 says, Like a dog that returns to his vomit is like a fool who repeats his folly. Uh, the New World Order wants you to forget what they did to you during COVID. Uh, COVID was a beta test for something much bigger. Um, and it'll, I'll talk about, well, I won't talk about, I'll let my buddy Alex Jones talk about um, what they're planning to do to you. Um, you know, and I've seen the documents. Um, I've seen, you know, the war games that they've got going on. They've got some stuff. They've got some stuff. And I'm going to let him talk here in a second. Um but the New York Times even has an article released in 2022 titled, We Will Forget Much of the Pandemic. That's a good thing. That's a good thing? It's a good thing that they, you know, that we're forgetting that we got locked in our houses for months on end? It's a good thing that we're forgetting that um, church churchgoers and Christians were being persecuted by the, you know, the state police taking down their license plate numbers? It's a good thing we're forgetting all this stuff? Seriously? No, it's not a good thing. You need to remember your history, no matter how good or bad. Um, you know, Klaus Schwab, the main mouthpiece of the New World Order, 
and the leader of the World Economic Forum has said publicly, literally, he said this publicly. It's it's on the front page of, um, I think it's on the front page of the World Economic Forum's website. But he said the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. You know, I would do his voice. His voice is creepy. The dude's an emperor Palpatine, guys. Look him up. Um, but seriously, to them, COVID was part of a larger plan to stop climate change through depopulation. Um, look no further than Bill Gates saying we need to get carbon to zero. Here you go. I'm going to let you listen to it right here. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. So what does their plan really look like? What does their plan really look like to get carbon to zero? Now, in that, you know, in that little clip, um, he actually puts an image of, of humans up there whenever he says, um, you know, whenever he mentions humans, he says, you know, we need to get carbon to zero. This is one of the factors to get carbon to zero. And he puts humans up there and people start laughing and giggling. He's not kidding. He's serious. He's 100% serious when he talks about uh, depopulating you and your family. He's serious. Um, so here, I'm going to let my buddy Alex Jones, um, I know he might be new to a lot of you. A lot of you might think that he's uh, a conspiracy theorist. <coughs> uh, but honestly, Alex Jones has been doing research on this stuff, stuff for 25 years. He was saying that a pandemic was coming for years before it actually happened. Um, you know, he he was on the on the front lines of this happening, uh, literally the tip of the spear, Alex Jones. Um, and here's what he's going to explain what their plan really looks like. And, you know, it might seem a little uh, ridiculous to some of you. Um, you know, he talks about humans being thrown into garbage trucks, um, but he ain't kidding. Um, and there's actually a really good cartoon out there. If I find it, I'll post it on my social media um, at SFGoins15. Um, but he's serious, guys. 100% serious. He's read all the documents. I read the documents. This is part of their plan. Here you go. Going along with this is certain death for you and your family. We'll be right back. And you're going to wake up one day, folks, and there are going to be people dying and throwing up. They'll go, everybody stay in your houses. It's okay. And then the robot trash trucks are going to come around and a robot's going to go in and put you and your dead family in the back of that trash truck. If you keep submitting like this, I think they're five years out from that. If you don't submit, 10, 15. But they've got a plan to just mop us up in a matter of months. And as soon as they get the robots in and the self-driving cars, they're going to they're gonna have another bigger beta test that'll be a real bioweapon. It'll kill even more as I've been laying out their plan. And then the next one, they'll have another one. Once, the, once you've learned to lock down, the drones are in control. There'll be armed drones. 
the armed drones will stop people that have the plague in the future from, you know, breaking quarantine and people will cheer it like it's the running man. And then they're going to hit you with the big one and you're all dead when they release that. You're going to see the churches endorse the mark of the beast. You're going to see world government. You're going to see plagues released upon humanity. This is just the beginning. This is training wheels. This is getting the bicycle out of the box and putting it together. The, the, the training wheels will be 200, 300 million dead. You'll stay locked down. You'll behave. So that when the real attack comes and billions are dying, again, you will all orderly uh, stay in your homes and then die. But honestly, you know, after seeing that, is it bigger than that? Noah, you or Yuval Noah Harari. Okay, I don't know if you guys have heard of this guy. Uh, he's the lead advisor to Klaus Schwab, and he explains COVID showed that humans will accept surveillance under the skin, and that could also mean that they are hackable. That humans, he talks about how humans are hackable animals, and I, I don't know if he talks about that in this clip that I'm going to put in here. Uh, but here you go. Go ahead and give it a listen. Well, I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if, this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored. That we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. Because really, we haven't seen anything yet. I, I think that the big process that's happening right now in the world is uh, hacking human beings, the ability to hack humans, to understand deeply what's happening within you, what, what makes you, what, what, what makes you go. All right. Um, yeah, look more into that guy. Um, you know, if, if, the anti if the Antichrist um, is currently walking the earth, uh, it's that guy. Um, seriously. Uh, but anyways, and I can post more videos of him if, you, if you'd like to see them. But um, anyways, one more thing. Tedros, uh, and I can't really pronounce his last name, but he came out. He's the leader of the World uh, Health Organization. Um, he came out actually yesterday uh, while I was planning this podcast, um, and he said that the world must prepare for a virus deadlier than COVID. There you guys have it. Um, I told you earlier in this podcast that they have stuff in labs that will kill 90% of the population. He's telling you right there to watch out and prepare for a virus deadlier than COVID. Tedros is playing Fauci back during Trump's presidency when whenever Fauci was like, Trump will, uh, oh, 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 I can do his voice. Trump will, will deal with a virus that uh, will, will, it will, uh, will hurt and, and we're not prepared for it. Um, yeah, that's, I, seriously, Fauci said that during Trump's presidency. Now we're hearing Ted Rose talk about a virus deadlier than COVID. It's coming. It's probably going to be airborne Ebola, hemorrhagic fever, um, or something of that nature. So what do we do? Just, you know, honestly, it's pretty simple. Just don't return to your vomit. Um, remember what happened and don't let it happen again. Stand up for freedom. Um, you guys, churches have to stay open. Businesses have to stay open. Um, we have to choose freedom um, over slavery to safety, okay? Um, you know, I'm going to read uh, a part of, I'm going to read a part of uh, 2 Corinthians 3. 
Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Um, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and where the Spirit of Satan is, um, if you've experienced this, there's slavery. Like if you go, if you go to go to communist China, if you go to communist China, you think there, you think there's freedom there. If you go to communist North Korea, you think there's freedom there. If you go to, you know, if you travel back in time and go to, uh, go to East Germany, you think there's freedom there. Go to communist Russia back before Putin, you think there's freedom there. No, Satan was, was in charge there. Um, and you can look at the leaders of those countries. Uh, they were almost, were and are almost all satanic. Um, and, you know, I, the leader of our country is satanic as far as I'm concerned. Um, but anyways, in addition, and this is, my, this is the last point I'm going to make because I think this is the biggest solution we've got. Men, 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 listen. You need to have the boldness of Noah, Abraham, Jacob, and David. You got to stand up against the tyranny that we've been shown as possible. You've got to remember what's been done to you, and you can't let it happen again. And if it happens again, first, you've got to ensure that your family's on the same page with you. You've got to protect them from a tyrannical government. And then, you know, you might have to run for office. You might have to speak out at a school board meeting or a you know a county council meeting or, a, or or testify in front of your state legislature or something of that nature. You might have to speak out. You might have to run for office. You might have to you know start a political action committee. You might have to do something. You might have to get up off your butt and stop watching Netflix and go do something. So speak up. <coughs> your voice is needed. Speak up when your church makes a decision contrary to scripture instead of just quietly leaving. I think quietly leaving is what has gotten us here. You know, you can leave. You need to you need to shelter your children. You need to shelter your family. I understand. I get it. I I plan on doing the same with my family. I will do the same to my with my family. But that doesn't mean that I can't raise hell before I leave somewhere. That doesn't mean that I can't, you know, walk in, talk to the pastor and say, "Hey, you know, you guys aren't opening up the church. I don't believe that that's biblical. I don't believe that's obedient to God. Um, we're leaving. But I just want you to know that, that that is disobedient to God, and I I view it that way, and I'm sure there's others that view it that way too. <clears throat> just speak up. Speak up. Um, and, of course, you know, take care of your family. That's the biggest thing that you can do. Um, but anyways, guys, that's all I've got. Sponsor for this week's show is, of course, eGuard Watches. Go check them out um, and use uh, use code SAM20 uh, to save 20% off your entire order. Um, it's been real, guys. Uh, love you guys. Uh, just uh, super excited with everything that's happened with this podcast. Um, so so glad that you've uh, you've tuned in, uh, that you've been joining me on these podcasts, and I just look forward to uh, what happens in the future. If you want to stay up with me, uh, definitely give me a... Um, uh, subscribe here on, uh, on if you're on Spotify, give it to me on Spotify. I know I've had a lot of guys, a lot of people ask. Um, <clears throat> I've had a lot of people ask what um, is going on uh, with Apple Podcasts. I can't make it past the terms of service on Apple Podcasts for some reason. I don't know if they know what I'm doing or what's going on, but I can't make it past the terms of service. I've even created like three different accounts. Can't make it past there on there. So. 
Apple Podcasts is uh, out right now. Uh, it's not working. It's not working right now. Um, this podcast is on every other platform. Um, it's going to be vid- video soon. Uh, not right now, um, but soon it'll be video. Um, and uh, but Spotify is your best bet. Spotify is really great, guys. Um, but you know it's on Amazon Podcasts. It's on um, Stitcher. It's on basically everything else. So uh, just go check it out. iHeartRadio, um, all the other places. Uh, just go check it out there. Um, really, uh, really would appreciate it if you wrote a review or if you, um, you know, would just, um, subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you're on. Um, and if you want to interact with me and see, you know, any rants that I do on my, um, you know, on my socials, uh, just follow me. Um, my, uh, my username on basically every account is sfgoins15. So it's sfgoins15. Um, and, uh, anyways, guys, uh, hope you have a blessed week and happy Memorial day. Thanks.